In a world where only owlies can defeat the zombie apocalypse, this is the News Nest. Hey Owlies, this is Sparrow. Welcome to the News Nest. Um, this week for FPF, uh, looks like there was something a little bit different this week. Um, when Stephanie posted the Go in the FPF thread, she also posted Goes in several other threads for people to go and win. So there was a whole slew of winners. People were just winning all, all across the talk board. So congratulations to everyone who got a win or sandwich win. Um, I wasn't around, so I, I'm having a hard time finding all the different threads, so I'm sorry that I don't know everyone's name, but um, I know there were at least four people who won, I believe, so congratulations, everyone, and uh, we look forward to seeing everyone back for next week's FPF. And now for this week's quest clue. The sun is sinking, low over the camp of questers. Slowly, the bear is recovering. Stars keep buzzing and shooting around his head. A couple of brave questers approach and call him by his real name. They have been discussing all day which might be the real name of Mr. Bear, and finally all agreed on one name. Hello, hoots the barn owl. Mr. B, wake up! And puff! Gone is Mr. Bear, and only a tiny bee is sitting on the ground. Still drowsy, it tries to fly away, but alas, he can't. So he stays where he is looking from one quester to another. Who are you? asked the bee in a tiny voice. We are on a quest, searching for the well of lost things. The kings and queens have sent us, the elf declared in a proud voice. We heard about the prophecy that might help us finding it, added the coyote. Could you please, Mr. Bee? added the owl timidly. Tell us if you know anything about the prophecy's whereabouts. Please tell me, were you sent by the wicked witch? the bee asked. By no means, the feathered lady called out. We tried to get ahead of her. Okay then, buzzed Mr. Bee. I will tell you what I know. In Pins Wood, south of Bethlehem, southeast of Lebanon, there lies a flower you should have heard of before. The king of Prussia lies in the southwest of it. In reading, you're on the right track. In the flower lies a garden. In the garden, hidden in a secret place, lies what you are searching for, the bee declared. This must be enough. And having gained back his strength, he took off and flew into the darkness of the forest, back to his hive. There you go. That is this week's quest clue. If you think you know the answer, please PM Lily Lalu and she will verify that you have the correct solution. This is the overall month's quest solution. So this is like for the whole shebang this month. Um, you will need the answers to the first two riddles, which were from January 2nd and January 9th, in order to solve this one. Um, there will be winners this month. The prizes will be announced on Sunday, the 5th of February. That's next Sunday. So you need to make sure you send in your solution um, by Sunday at 10 a.m. CET, which um, is Central European time, I believe. So um, by Sunday at 10 a.m. Central European time, you need to have your solution in to Lulu Lalu. And that is this week's quest.
And now for the news. We actually do have some news this week, you guys. It was not a quiet week like it has been. So um, I'm going to jump right into it. I'm sure you all have seen by now there is a new thread for the Cloudy Day Leg Warmers um, Knit Along. Uh, we, um, we've started the, the official thread now. It's called, it's, it says, Yay, February, March, Some Cloudy Day Knit Along in the title. I'll have it linked in the show notes. And that's where you can go to sign up. The knit along officially starts on the 1st, which for me is tomorrow. But by the time you guys hear this, it'll be today. So <laughs> it starts the day that the podcast will be published. And I know for some of you, Wednesday will already have come and gone. But but um, anyway, it starts on Wednesday. So um, that is when the knit along starts. There's an official thread going now. There's going to be prizes. Um, you you get a an entry into being drawn for prizes for every finished pair. So for every finished two leg warmers, a pair of leg warmers that you post, um, you can be entered. You get a lottery number basically, and you can be entered in to be drawn for prizes. And there is a little template that we're going to be using to post when, um, finished projects. So if you'll go in there and look on the first page, there is a uh, a post that shows the template. Um, it's got some bolded words in it where you can copy and paste to post your finished projects. And that'll make it easier for the people who are going to be doing the prizes to find your finished projects. So that is um, what's going on with that knit along. The Tiny on its Card Pals is getting ready to start its very first card swap. Um, I do believe that we're going to be getting names this week. I'm not, I'm not for positive on that, but February was our first month, so Everybody be watching um, for your for your card swapper for this month. <laughs> um, the next little bit of news is kind of a I'm not I don't have the details, but there there are several threads all in all in the boards um, trying to connect alleys who live in all different areas of the world. There's one in particular um, that I want to talk about. For the Vancouver alleys, anyone who lives around Vancouver or that area, um, they're actually doing meetups. And there is one coming up on the weekend of February 3rd through th February 5th. I I don't know the exact details. I do know that um, they're going to be doing a yarn crawl. So uh, the, the most I know is that they're going to be doing, they're going to be at Urban Yarns in Point Grey on Sunday, which Sunday's the 5th. So, um if you guys want to go check if anybody lives in the Vancouver area wants to go, that'll be a lot of fun. I'll have the thread linked in the show notes so you can go and find out more details than just what I have. Um, and also, if you are not in the Vancouver area, you might go through and look. Um, there are lots of threads for people to meet up. There's one for people in Michigan. Um, I think there is one for people in uh, West eastern Washington area, maybe. Um I've seen one for people in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, you know, because that's where Stephanie is now. So people are talking about getting together to knit along there. So if you are wondering if there's any owls in your area, definitely do a search of the boards and see if there's any threads because there's a lot of them for specific areas. There are a couple of personal things going on in Allie's lives that I want to mention. Um, Lady Lady Jane, one of the Allies, had her had her baby this week, so uh, that was extremely exciting. We've all been waiting with her every single Friday for the past month, it seems, for the baby to come. Um, his name is Rory, and it, it, sorry, I just had to go and make sure really fast because I couldn't remember. But there haven't been any pictures posted yet that I have seen, 
So um, be watching. There is a thread. I'll have it linked in the show notes um, that we can hopefully see some pictures soon. Uh, so congratulations, Lady Lady Jane, and welcome to the world, Baby Rory. The next um, personal bit of information I want to mention is that Nightshade, one of the Ellie's, um, is getting married. She's been engaged for a while. That's not news to anyone, but she has officially posted an invite to her wedding to all the Ellie's on the thread there. I'm not going to mention any details here because this gets published to the entire internet, but um, I'll have the thread linked and that way, you know, you can only see it if you're on Ravelry. Um, you can go and see the invitations. She's posted them. She made some absolutely gorgeous invitations to her wedding. And I can only imagine if the invitations look that awesome, how fabulous is the wedding going to look. So if anybody is in, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. If anybody is in the Washington area and <laughs> wants to go and celebrate an awesome wedding, she says there's going to be feasting, imbibing, and the resultant multifarious fashion of prancing and frolicking. Seriously, I really wish I was in Washington because that sounds amazing. <laughs> Congratulations, Nightshade, and um, I will have that thread linked so that everybody can go and see all the details. I also want to mention um, there's an event that is not going to be happening until May. It's the Maryland Sheep and Wool um, I don't know if it's called festival or it's just Maryland Sheep and Wool, but it's a big event that happens in, in the first weekend of May in Maryland, in Columbia, Maryland. And um, there are a few alleys, it looks like, that are going and they're trying to get a meetup happening in possibly in one of the hotel lobbies or something like that. So um, if you want to, if you're planning on going to Maryland Sheep and Wool and you'd like to meet up with some other alleys, I'll have the thread linked. Um, it's not been real active. I think it's already been dropped to the second page. So I'll have the thread link so that you can find it and you can meet up with some of your friends. Recently, we had an update about Campbell, which is Tally Cat's puppy dog. Um, and I'm just going to read what she wrote because um, these things move so quickly. I know not everyone saw it. So um, Campbell update was posted three days, three days ago from Tuesday. So um, it was posted on Saturday. <laughs> she says, it was a really tough night last night and today, so that would have been Friday night and Saturday. Campbell has been breathing funny for the last two days. He had an attack of what sounded like asthma after barking a lot. She picked him up and held him upright and calmed him down, but and it stopped. Um, and she said he was fine for the rest of that night. She took him to the vet surgeon the following day, I guess, or some sometime from there, and the x-rays showed a buildup of fluid around his heart and lungs. It's not congestive heart failure, um, and it's not in the heart or the lungs. So the x-rays, they didn't show any tumors, and they're not sure what's causing the fluid. It could possibly be from his surgery when he had his front paw removed. Uh, he had his whole front leg removed um, just because they were so close to his chest cavity when they were doing it. And it could also be that they didn't get the whole tumor removed when they took his leg. So they're going to um, aspirate as much fluid as they can on Monday which was yesterday, so this has already happened. This will have happened two days ago when you guys hear the podcast. Um, and that may be enough, and that may be all that ever needs to be done. That might solve the problem. They don't know yet. Um, if it comes back, she'll have to go to the Ohio State University, which is where they have vet specialists, to have procedures done to find out what's causing the fluid. Um, so that's what's going on with Campbell. Um you know, everybody keep them in your thoughts and prayers. This poor puppy's been through a lot lately. 
I haven't seen anything else. Um, I'm going to PM her today and find out if I can get any more information, but I haven't seen anything else um, from her lately. So that's what's going on with Campbell. You guys just keep him in your thoughts because we, we definitely love love him. He's a special part of Talkland, even though he can't talk to us. So thanks. And now we have the part of the podcast where we do an Ali interview. This week, um, I asked Prairie Girl to be our interviewee. She is um, the keeper of the list in the AAGGO, which is the Awesome Anonymous Gift-Giving Owls. Or it's possibly the Anonymous Awesome Gift-Giving Owls. I can never keep the first two right. But anyway, it's similar to the Random Acts of Kindness thread, but it's kind of, it's been going on a little bit longer, and it's um, basically Prairie Girl keeps the list of everyone's names and address for rack purposes. So I asked her to be our interviewee and she kindly agreed. And even better than that, she also recorded her own interview. So exciting. I love when people record their own interviews. It lets me be, <laughs> I get to be lazy. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love hearing what you guys sound like and I know everyone else does too. So without further ado, here is Prairie Girl. Hi everyone, this is Prairie Girl, uh, aka Laura, and this week Sparrow has uh, asked to interview me for the News Nest um, podcast, and she has given me a lovely list of questions um, to answer for you all, so I will get right to it. The first question is, what brought you to TOK Land? Um... So, uh, I think it was in October of 2010 when Stephanie um, first uh, officially started the Ravelry group, Stephanie, uh, also known as Mama Owl, um, started the TOK group. Um, and I was on Ravelry and it came up as, uh, one of the new groups that was, um, on the, the main groups page. And, um, I recognized it as being the designer who had designed the, the, um, the deer with the little antlers hat, which I had had in my queue for quite some time. And so I clicked on it and I joined the group and the first thing was decorating, the tiny owl common room and I remember um, the magical space that everyone who joined created and it was was it was lovely there were gnomes there were fairies it was there were there was tea there was there were animals there was yarn there was music there was lovely, lovely, comfy, beautiful places to, to sit and chat and all this imagined by all the, the, uh, members of the group. And I just loved the, the, the magic that, that Stephanie brought to the, to the group. And also, um, the fact that she is tiny owl, um, I have an owl collection. I love owls. Um, I have 
quite a number of owls. I've had this collection for quite some time, and um, if you ever look at my projects and pictures of my project pages, you might notice a number of owls in the background, owl pictures, owl figurines. They're kind of all over my apartment, everywhere. I have an owl tattoo. Um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty big on the owls, um, and it's pretty meaningful for me, um, the owl as a symbol. I went to um, a college where um, the owl was um, our symbol, is a symbol of, of wisdom and, and knowledge and, um, and also strength and, and being, you know, Athena's owl and being the wise warriors in the world. Um, so, uh, owls became very important to me and, um, just this combination of owls and, and, um, and the this magic and, and, um, whimsy in the group was truly appealing to me. And I, um, I joined and have been a member ever since, and it's been wonderful. And I have made so many friends, um, through the group, um, true, true friends, um, and friends that I know in, in, not just on Ravelry, but in, in, in 3D real life, um, that I get to spend time with, um, so it's, it's been a true gift. The second question is, aside from crafting, what's your favorite thing to do? Um, I would love to give you some wonderful, creative, um, meaningful answer, but um, I'm pretty, pretty basic. I'm, I'm writing a dissertation, and that takes up a lot of my energy, so when I'm not doing that, I really like to watch TV and movies and knit. Um, I like taking walks around my neighborhood, especially when the weather's nice. Um, but I think my favorite thing is probably to watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer with fellow Owlie, Karina Lane, who lives in the same neighborhood I live in, in Philadelphia. Um, so that's the answer to that. No big, meaningful, special thing. Just chilling with my cat and my friend watching Buffy. <laughs> the next question is, what kind of fibers and yarns do I like? Oh, well, I like all kinds of yarns. I like wool. I'm not a big fan of acrylic or even cotton that much. Um, I really like animal fibers. Um, I think my favorite sweater yarn is Manos Rittenhouse. Um, and I really, really love Bugga, which used to be a Sanguine Griffin yarn and is now... Cephalopod Yarns and uh, Verdant Griffin. I'm really glad that they've now opened their shops in the new year and Bugga is available again. Um, yeah, so I recommend Bugga to everyone. It's really lovely. Um, one of my favorite, favorite yarns. The next question is, how did you learn to knit and what was the moment when you realized you couldn't live without it? Uh, well, I tried to learn to knit a couple of times, and it didn't take. I've always been a crocheter. Um, but then 
When I moved to Philadelphia, I took a class at Rosie's Yarn Cellar, and um, it was a six-week class, and I learned to knit, and it stuck. Um, I finished my first project and could not wait to cast on another. I think I probably cast on a second project before already I was even done my first project. Um, as soon as soon as I really learned how to do it from a teacher, it just took, and I was hooked. The next question is, what is your favorite thing to knit in terms of both project type and technique? Well, this is a very lengthy question to answer. Um, first of all, I really like to knit shawls um, or shawlettes because I really love hand-dyed sock yarns and funky colors of sock yarns and shawls are a really lovely way to have, or at least to justify buying more sock yarn that I could possibly knit into socks. So, um, shawls are fun and there's so many varieties. So I think that's why I love shawls. I also knit a lot of hats. Um, I've knit orchids and fairy lights so many times and will probably knit it many, many more times. I could probably knit that pattern forever for the rest of my life and be totally happy. Um, I love making baubles. They're so fun. Um, also, I like socks. I love knitting toe-up socks, and, um, I've been known to convert complicated cuff-down socks to toe-up just because I refuse to knit them cuff-down. Um, but, uh, as my friends can attest to, I have horrible second sock syndrome. I have lots of single socks laying around that do not have mates, so I've taken to, to wearing different socks together, um, just so they get worn, <laughs> and also they're so nice to wear, so, um, shawls, socks, hats would be the very simple answer. <laughs> Next question is, is there any familial importance, significance in knitting, crocheting, and crafting for you? Well, for crafting, there was a lot of crafting in my house growing up. Um, a lot of cutting and painting and pasting and making of all sorts. Um, so crafting for sure. My mother taught me to crochet when I was about eight or nine. Um, so I've been crocheting for a really long time. But I actually have not been knitting for such a long time, um, and I'm the only one in my family who's a knitter, so, but my family very much enjoys getting knit gifts, so, um, so, uh, I guess a little bit of familial significance. I have a, a funny story, well, it's funny to me, um, having to do with my brother and knitting, um, my brother is an architect and he he and a builder and he likes to make things and and um he used to live in in New York and I I went to visit him and I had this big list of all the yarn stores I wanted to go visit in New York and he very kindly and and generously um you know took me to every single one on my list and 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 didn't complain 
that <laughs> that he was just sort of accompanying me on this yarn crawl of of New York City, um, and then uh, a few months later, he asked me if I would knit him socks, and I said sure. And I warned him about my second sock syndrome. I said, you know, it might take me a while. I, you know, it takes me a long time to get to the second one. And he says out of nowhere, why don't you knit them two at a time? But, hmm, how do you know about two at a time? And he said, well, remember when we went to all those yarn stores in New York? There was a book and I started looking at it and it was all about knitting socks two at a time. So apparently it was not... It was not a a big a big uh, frustration for him to be following me around. He enjoyed himself and learned something about knitting unbeknownst to me. Um, so that's my favorite story relating to my family and knitting. The next question is, if you could go back in time for 24 hours, where and when would you go? So I had to think a little bit about this, but I think I would go to the Paris Opera Ballet in the mid-1900s. I am a, I'm a dance scholar. I'm getting a PhD in, in dance studies, in da- dance history and dance theory. Um, and mid-1900s was when they were creating all the romantic ballets in the Paris Opera, and there's so many stories and and myths about what it was like there and in the dressing room and, and some of the kind of shady stuff that was going on backstage. And um, so I think if I could just be, you know, a Parisian wandering around the Paris Opera Ballet, um, seeing what really went on, and then, you know, perhaps having the opportunity to roam around Paris at that time in some lovely, fancy, beautiful clothing. Um, I think that would be fun, but only for 24 hours because there's no way that I would want to wear a corset for that long. So the last question is asking me to talk a little bit about AAGGO and how it got started and what it is and how it works. Um, first of all, how it got started was a lovely fellow Ali Britta in Sweden received an anonymous package and posted on a thread that she had received a random act of kindness gift from an anonymous awesome gift giving Ali. And so I thought, wow, wouldn't it be great if we could do that more? Um, so I created a thread, um, And basically, um, what I do is if you want to be part of the network of anonymous, awesome, gift-giving owlies, you PM me your name and address and any preferences you have regarding shipping um, or allergies or anything of that nature. Um, And then if you would like to give a gift to a random alley, you can send me a separate PM requesting an address. Um, you can also um, PM me and ask for uh, a specific address. Um, you can, If you have someone that you want to send a sneaky gift to, you can check and see if they've given me their address. Um, and basically, it's a way um, just for me to 
help spread the owly love and the encourage random acts of kindness. It's really about paying it forward that if you get, you know, a random act of kindness, if you get a gift, um, spread the love to someone who hasn't gotten a gift or who seems like they could use a little pick-me-up or a little day brightener. Um, that was really the idea behind it. Um, and also, um, my policies are that um, if I have someone's address for another reason, I will not give it out if it's not um, on the list because I feel like um, I try and have a, a level of, um, of just accountability um, so people feel comfortable. Um, I keep a list of all these addresses um, and I also keep a list of who has who address, whose address and when I gave it to them. So if you have, um, if any issues come up, you can contact me and we can take a look at who might have your address. Um, and basically, um, that's it. Um, the other thing that you may notice is that it takes me quite a while sometimes to get back to you when you when you PM me. Um, perhaps I'm not the best person to be running it at this moment. I am currently writing a dissertation and my life gets a little bit crazy. Um, if there's an alley out there who would like to take over AAGGO duties, you can um, talk to me about it. Um, not that I don't love doing it, but um, I'm because of the uh, my busyness, I might not be the best person to be doing it. Um, but um, in the meantime, if you do um, send me a PM and um, send me your address and or request addresses, and you're not hearing back from me, you can always send me another PM and a you know a little nudge. Um, but I will always eventually get back to you, even if it takes, uh, a number of weeks. And I'm sorry about that. Hopefully, hopefully, um, hopefully we can, we can keep AAGGO go, going. Um, and if, uh, again, if someone, I love doing it, um, but, uh, if someone thinks that perhaps they could do a little bit more of, a, of an efficient job, I would be happy to to pass the tradition along. Um, so thank you all for um, inviting me to um, talk to you this week um, and Sparrow's podcast, The News Nest. Um, I wish you all magic and fairy dust and many, many, many owls and big owl wings wrapping you with owl hugs. Lots of love. This is Prairie Girl. Bye. Thank you very much, Prairie Girl, for that interview. I I can't even, you guys, I, I can't even tell you guys how much fun I have when I get to hear other alleys. It's so fun. I, I guess it's it's kind of, it's not a novelty for me anymore because I, I do this all the time. I, I kind of sort of podcasted a little bit before the News Nest on my own personal blog. So I'm just so used to hearing myself and hearing other people podcast and it's just, it's so cool to hear people that I talk to every single day on the board. So thank you very much, Prairie Girl. Um, thank you for the long, involved description of the AAGGO. I, I think that was 
perfect and definitely helpful because there's so many new people coming in every day. Um, if you want to come over to my house and teach me how to make baubles, <laughs> my OFL has been sitting undone forever. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you very much. And guys, I just got a PM back from Tallycat um, a little while ago about Campbell, so I'm going to update you on what she says. Um, the last that I was saying was that he was uh, going in on Monday to get a chest x-ray and, or I mean, sorry, to get some of the fluid, um, drained off. And she said today, which is Tuesday. So Tuesday he is home and doing well. Um, and they got a lot of the fluid out and he's breathing a lot better. He has to go back in two weeks to have a chest x-ray to see if there's more developing. So, um, Tally Cat's really, I'm sure she's exhausted. I'm sure Campbell's exhausted. There's probably lots of medications going on. So if you guys could just keep them both in your thoughts, that would be great. Thank you so much. And now for this week's Limerick of the Week, brought to us by Badger's Mama. <clears throat> Anonymous owls give a gift, racking others to give them a lift. There's no better way to make some owls day than hearts leaping joyous and swift. Thank you very much, Badger's Mama, and we look forward to seeing everyone back here next week for the News Nest. Bye, guys.